There you go. Can you hear me now? That's me in the corner. There you go. That's me in the spot. Light losing my religion. Proclaimed as the city of destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the city of grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And there's no Brogan, but in his stead, we've got Steve Dunkelberger. Well, that's an interesting way to start this off. Well, <laughs> you're in my own home. <laughs> Great. Um, no, so yeah, we're going to have Steve on talking about some fun stuff. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can get more information about all the stuff that we do at GritCityPodcast.com. You can also, well, help us out on the old Patreon by going to Patreon.com slash GritCityPodcast, where you can get such awesome things, such as old episodes from back when it was just Scott and Brogan. You can get yourself sweet, awesome Grit City stickers with the logo that was done by the Shroom Brothers, correct? Um, it was, yeah. And then also the ones that are uh, the T-shirts that have that same logo as well. Yes. Less color- yes. 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 Less colorful on those, but super fun. Uh, what else? We have all the social media. Yeah. Grit City. <laughs> it's Grit City Podcast everywhere. Or Grit underscore City if you're on Twitter. Yeah. That yep, works. Yep. Follow us on all that fun stuff. Um, Steve, we've got you here today. Because, yeah, you do. Uh, we, want, we wanted to talk to you about Flat Earth. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if you know about this, though. Uh, I know some of our Patreons would know about this, but we're doing the Boot to Boot. Mm. which is very exciting in the next couple of weeks or so. We're going to be going June 29th at the... We're going to start at the Flying Boots Cafe and Wings. They have wings on the boots. They do. I, actually, I was, planning, I was planning on doing some wings when we get there. Really? Yeah, I thought, why not start out with some food? Get a because, base? Well, yeah, because I think it's just going to get more liquid from there. You want, you know you want, you want yeah. something in your stomach. Get something in the tum-tum. Yeah. And then uh, maybe drink a boot uh, full of beer there because they have the glass boots. Maybe. And Brogan <laughs> talked to them, and I think they're going to be bringing them out. They have them. We were there. Well, we were there, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, right? yeah, Memorial Day. And we saw them. They definitely have the glass boots. <laughs> I know, I know. So apparently we're going to be able to do that. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to transport those as we're going to be riding on scooters from there all the way down to the Rhine House. Which is not a boot. It has the boot. Oh. They have das Boot, right? Das Boot. So yes. we'll be drinking but boots the, and then boots. So boots and then boot, boots. Boots to boots. There's no boats. Do you guys know the rules about That's drinking the, the DOS boot? No. You have to drink it all at once. Yeah, yeah. You have to pass it around. It can never touch the table until it's empty. Oh, so we can pass it around. Yeah. Okay, that's better than the rule I was going with. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. drink the whole thing right yeah. there. No, it. no, that's not what I, I was. I think okay, that, that was, that was what, what I was. Doing. Doing. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. But you're not a quitter. That's true. Usually, when I get a glass of beer, I you drink it myself. It. I don't yeah. usually give it to the guy next to me right. and say, "Can you finish?" Because then you're drinking someone's yeah. backwash, well, <laughs> well, like, right? Yeah, like that's we have some nope, rules nope, with nope, that. Nope, nope, yeah. nope. Oh, I yeah, thought nope, about nope. buying it like a pitcher because I know you're not a big beer drinker. Yeah, and so I was like, I know Justin's. I, I don't want to sit pussy out, but I'm going. Yeah, to, I'm going. Likely, <laughs> I'm going to participate. Don't worry about that. I mean, I will still keep on. I'll probably By participate. You're going to walk the thing. I'm or? not walking anything. Oh, I'm scooting. You? You're scooting. Scooting. <laughs> scooting on them lime scooters, cool, man. man. Yeah, cool. we're going to be going from the boot to uh, down to Camp Bar, which Camp Bar has <laughs> is 
freaking awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, well, and they they jumped in too, so they gave us um, some gift cards to yep. give away and some T-shirts. So, so we're gonna we be, get some swag. We're gonna swag. Be, yeah. yep, and that stuff is camp bar specific, so we're gonna be giving those away at the camp bar. Yeah, for sure. So we have yeah, what gift certificates? I think a T-shirt maybe. Yeah, a couple of T-shirts, couple of gift certificates, dude. They they have been nothing but supportive. I can't say enough good. I things love their about burgers. Them. Oh my god. Oh, dude, really? s'mores, sweet Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> See, I yeah. I don't remember what we had. I do remember the s'mores. Dude, how yeah, can you, you have, forget those? You have, you have a you you know get your beers on, and then you have the burger, and then you have the s'mores. Then you just go home and take a nap for like yeah. a day and a half. See, that's the problem is we can't take a nap because after that we got to go hit up the hub. That's right. <laughs> Refuel and then slide right over to the right house and finish it all up there. Got it. Which I, um, I won some meat at the other day. Well, technically, yeah, my wife, my wife, raffle. my wife won some meat. <laughs> I've seen that house. movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> Meat Raffle Mondays. I don't think my this wife one. is the only one that won meat. No, though. my wife won meat too. At the end, she won <laughs> meat, and then she also. But that was in the parking lot. Well, whoa, aftermarket whoa. meat. We don't go for that. I don't. Do, <laughs> I've already stated my position on that. I don't deal in aftermarket slash trunk meat in Tacoma, <laughs> and you get it. And that's the problem is if you're at a gas station, people yeah. will legitimately yes, that is try true. to sell you meat from a trunk. And, right. I, and I'm just saying, Brogan has tried it. And since he's not here to defend himself, I'm sure he got uh, whatever. He he said the chicken's all right. Uh, but don't. But you'll, you'll, get, you'll get switched on the steak. That's no excuse for an STD. Yeah, they'll yeah. swap out. They'll swap out on you like that. Trunk meat is no excuse for an STD. <laughs> How did you get this hep C? I didn't know that movie was available in the United States anymore. Uh, it technically isn't. That's, oh, that's one of those weird things. Thank no, you, but Internet. We actually won... Via the Rhine House, they're doing Meat Raffle Mondays, which is also awesome in its own right. We won a couple of things. I won a giant ass um, cup, too. Yeah. Well, because... You... It's an ass hyphen... Ass cup. Yeah. 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 Okay, writer. (laughs) (laughs) It was a, yeah, you got a Stein because if you spent 10 bucks or more, you got to do an extra spin if you won. Yeah. And lucky enough, you won. And then we won as well, and the wife, because she was the one who won the meet, she ended up getting a uh, T-shirt and a gift certificate. Oh, that's right. You guys won like a... Yeah. Yeah. C2 is so much fun. Yeah. Rain House is cool. Anyway. Yeah. So all of them. All of them. That's where Rand and Steve were drinking yeah. boots at the Rain House. Yeah. yeah. So you need to come, Steve. I'm be in Ohio. Ah, okay, fine. Well, you do your own thing anyway. You got drunk that's history. Right. That's true. Steve's drunk history, and uh, you have that on Facebook. Just Steve's drunk Facebook, history. Facebook, Twitters, the Instagrams, all of them, all of them. And so, coming up, we decided to have you on because uh, my wife, again, who wins meat for the family, as also <laughs> the was meat like, winner. Yeah, the meat <laughs> winner. She also uh, said, you know, maybe because it's the anniversary recently of D Day and Memorial Day and all this stuff going on. The Pacific Northwest and really Tacoma has a lot of military history. And I was like, hey, Steve. I, I know a guy. Yeah. Hey, Steve, do you know anything about this? And it's just like, it just so happens that you've been working on stuff for Steve's drunk history. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you the, uh, you know, as, as they say on the sound of music, uh, I'll start at the very beginning. Nice. Uh, the Earth Cooled. Okay. Dinosaurs. okay. Okay. Not that. Not that. Okay. Not so that fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. Fast, fast forward. Okay. Fast forward. <laughs> they discovered okay. the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So first, you know, the Chinese were here, and the Portuguese were here, and the Spanish were here, and the Russians were here, but they really didn't stay here all that long. <laughs> then what? Nothing. I was okay. with you. Yeah. I was all Spanish, uh, Chinese, Portuguese, Russians. Okay. Boom. 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 You know. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Anyway, so the first real big settlement here uh, was in uh, 1833 at the Fort Squally, which is now. It is now at Point Defiance, but it was started out in DuPont. Oh, really? Okay. okay because So that was the, the Fort Nascoli that is there has always been the the recreated alternate, or not even alternate. That's the weird. No. I mean, uh, well, uh, let's see. Uh, well, I'll fast forward. Okay. Okay. So uh, uh, 18, 1833, and then, uh, which is the Hudson's Bay Company trading post for, you know, we will give you glass beads and blankets and you will give us furs and, and mm-hmm. things. And then it became you know, the Puget Sang Agricultural Company, which raised uh, cattle and sheep um, oh. all the way on what is now North Fort Lewis down to Western State Hospital, where um, Fort Stillicum was founded in 1849 yeah, okay. um, on rented property. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, the first uh, 4th of July celebration uh, ever? ever on the West Coast what? was in actually – 
uh, July 5th because July 4th was a Sunday and you don't celebrate it on a Sunday. Oh. Um, uh, July 5th, Are you 1841. Yeah. For real? They really did it on July 5th because July 4th was a Sunday. Really? Yeah. You, really? Yeah. That's like one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Okay, go ahead. Heathen. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, so Char- Charles. Then why don't we do July 5th then? Why did we decide the 4th? That doesn't even make sense. Well, because well, right, that, that was the argument Sunday. at the time, and um, of course it was because there was some people because, that weren't dumb. Yeah, ben, at the ben, time, ben, and they were like, "Oh, hey, why are we doing?" It this? was a matter of you know, Benjamin Franklin was championing that we should do uh, July fifth because that's when it was actually ratified by the preponderance God of people damn, in the Benjamin room. Franklin versus was when they brilliant. started signing he was. It in July fourth. He wanted our national bird to be a turkey. That's right. Just a better choice. Yeah, right? better choice. Yeah. Stupid I mean, who wants the giant Doesn't bird, the raptor, carrion, that kills yeah. everything? <laughs> Thanksgiving would be so different. Don't you think if it was uh, our national bird, we probably wouldn't eat it, right? Yeah, we probably oh, yeah. wouldn't, yeah. It would be like communion. Would it be eating eagles see? instead, maybe? Yeah, Ooh. probably would be eating That's some fine eagle. Has anyone eaten eagles? Uh, I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> we should try it. It might yeah, be good. I don't think that you can. Might be no, delicious. no, no, you can't. You know, yeah, but what if you try it? Have you ever tried it? What? It might be delicious. That sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. I'm just asking for a friend. Yeah. Right. See, he's just trying to get us saying that, I, I that, that eagle like might be delicious on recorded audio. <laughs> you know? Look, I'm not <laughs> saying I've done it. I'm just saying it might be Tastes delicious. delicious. Dear all FBI <laughs> um, and other people who are listening to this because of the flat earthers, <laughs> Scott is so, not well, serious. Okay. So anyway, um, so Charles Wilkes was uh, on his two ships. Um, starting out, oddly enough, at Commencement uh, Bay. Okay, makes sense. Because that's where he started the expedition. Mm-hmm. You see how that, because Commencement means To start, beginning. yeah, to begin. I don't even know what you're talking okay. about, Randy. You lost me. What what expedition <laughs> okay. are we talking about? Uh, To chart Puget Sound. Oh, okay. okay. And this was in the... 18, uh, 1841. 1841. Okay, he was on the, the Van Nuys and the Porpoise. Okay. And so one of the first stops that he did was at Fort Esqually, uh and celebrated... Uh, the fifth of July. July. They fired out some can. <laughs> they fired out some cans and all that stuff, basically because it was a way to say, "Hey, British, bite me! Yeah, we're we're celebrating independence from you. Yeah. Um, you can't see us. You know, we're across the- and all that stuff. Yeah. Look how many extra cannonballs we got, bitch! <laughs> right, boom! Right. So so on- somebody had to go and fetch those and bring yeah, them back. It was on the it was on the uh, banks of American Lake, which is why they got yeah. Lake. Makes sense. Um. So anyway, that. Funny thing about Charles Wilkes is he was the pro- he was a kind of a dick. Um, he, uh, not only he named uh, a lot of the I islands can around, yeah, he, he named all the yeah, islands, you, you know, McNeil, Silcox, you know, all the you know islands around here named after people on the crew. Okay, but he was um, uh, he liked to flog his um, crew. Oh, so, I was saying he was going to flog something else, but I'm glad it ended up being the crew. Right, yeah. It's awkward anything else. How much have you had is to drink? I haven't had anything to drink. What is wrong with so, you? I don't drink at all. Anyway, so he, was, the crew. he was sort of the prototype of um, uh, Ishmael and uh, Mutiny on the Bounty because then they... Oh, because... <laughs> because he was such a dick. That's so. funny. Well, I mean, it's not really funny. I mean, you flog someone until they decide to mutiny is not really that funny. So right. Sorry. Right. Sorry. So anyway, so then... Uh, <laughs> That was 1841, and then uh, Fort Stelican, which is now on the grounds of Western State Hospital, that maintains four uh, historic buildings from the 1857 Reconstruction. So they're still there. August Couch, yes. Oh, wow. Still there. Still open. I've got keys if you need. So, do they use them for anything, or is it just for like historical I purposes? Do. I do. I actually, yeah, he's got keys to everything, yeah. man. Like, yeah, I use them for things. I know those buildings are mine, yeah. and that's where yeah. I live. So that's mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I um, tie up my victims. Whoa. No, I'm a, Whoa. I'm a board Whoa. member emeritus in, on the at uh, Fort Silicon. Uh, I don't but know anyway, what any of those um, words meant. So, so, yeah, and that's where um, Chief Leshai was tried the first time, oh. and then he was acquitted, and the thing was, is they, and then he was uh, tried in Olympian and, and convicted, and then the uh, commander at the time, uh, Colonel Casey, said that um, you can't, you can't uh, execute him or you can't hang him on government, federal property, Jeez. because this guy was... You know, convicted of something in a civil court, and you know we can't do that. So yeah, like they're... we're keeping our hands clean of right. whatever weird right. frontier justice you decided. Yeah, and he said to even if met out. so, you, you went a little dark on a on a local history there. Could you explain that a little bit? Okay, <laughs> because with, with because Leshi, you just yeah. you just dove into like the chief flesh, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> and and there might I, be people listening that have no idea what that means. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> good call. Good call. Good I didn't call. know how much uh, you guys know. I assume that you we don't uh, know, you know anything. Yeah. Treat us like we're sixth graders. 
lower, okay. lower okay. fourth, fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, first silicon was was created as a um, an American response to the British presence at Fort Nisqually. Um, the idea, because this was disputed territory. This was not part of the United States at the time. And uh, then there was the Indian War of 1854 to 1856. And a lot of the um, settlers from around Pierce County and South King came to Fort Stillicum just as an idea of safety numbers. Mm-hmm. There was no big wall or anything like that. It was so, basically a little fence. The Indian War. Who was that between? Was that between Indians or was that between us and Indians? Could you explain that a little bit? Okay. So, yeah. 18, 1854. 1854, there was a, uh, you know, uh, Isaac Stevens came through and said, hey, you know, tribes, sign these, uh, you know, these lands away and we'll give you some blankets. And they had no, the, the Native Americans had no concept of what do you mean you're going to own land. this land. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, you can have access to it. Um, but that's not how that works. So then um, they started fighting back by just basically burning up the outlining uh, farms, which is actually a good move. Um, sent soldiers in. And then during that, you know, melee, um, Charles, I mean, uh, uh, Chief Leshy was accused of being a member of an ambush party that killed two soldiers, I think two soldiers, um, in a cabin. Of course, it was during war, so how can you then be yeah. – but it became a political thing that they wanted to make an example of the you know, Native Americans. Uh, so they tried him in federal court and, uh, at Fort Stolicum, and they were finally um, – I mean, he was a hung jury, no pun intended. Um, that was a joke, see? <laughs> uh, uh, because, they're, they're, you know, they're just you – know, even soldiers, including Colonel Casey, saying, you know, hey – this was an, a, just a declared war. Soldiers die in war. We're not going to, you know, yeah. he killed my soldiers and I'm still going to go all the oxen free because that's how wars work, oddly enough. Right, but they were just using But Isaac him, Stevens right. was being a dick. Right. And, <laughs> being you know, a dick is the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, it was, yeah right. Fist of cups and whatever. And then, so oddly enough, he stacked the deck and got con- a conviction. They ended up hanging him, which is now by the, I'm trying to think, it's like the laundromat. You know, there's, used to be the old, uh, Hollywood video right at the corner by the the Tahiti uh, apartment complex. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, about? yeah. Uh, you know, by the the there's like the oak tree bar. Anyway, there's a monument there. Anyway, so that's 1854, 1856. <laughs> um, and then that was pretty much the uh, that closed down in uh, 1861 because there was this thing called the War of Northern Aggression. If you're from the south, oh yes, or uh, the uh, the War of the Rebellion, if you're a military historian, because they didn't call it the Civil War. Because the Civil War is... Oh, anyway, um, getting far afield. <laughs> uh, but it's called, in, in historical terms, it's generally called the War of the Rebellion, because mm-hmm. that's what the North called it. Because yeah. it's not a civil war, because it's not between equals. It is you are trying to break away from yeah. us and not trying to take over the government. Speaking of mutinies, civil war. yeah, this is the second mutiny we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so then that, then that went to the state militia... Until it finally closed in, in 1868, when they deemed that the Native Americans were no longer a, a threat. Interesting. Then, then basically they had some military, um, you know, maneuvers and all that stuff dating back to 1880, which then led to Camp Ferry, F E R R Y. Don't get nervous. Ferry, where's that at? It is now called Camp Murray. Oh yeah, I think I remember doing. Like sixth grade camp or something around that. Yeah. Where, maybe, uh, maybe not that one. Camp Camp yeah, Ferry became Camp Murray, which is the Washington National Guard. You dick. If you oh, the National Guard. Thing works. <laughs> I'm um, but uh, so they did maneuvers there. Uh, 1880s, uh, 1896, which. Yeah. Well, and during this time is when we started getting the Klondike Gold Rush, too. Right. Um, and we realized uh, during the Spanish-American War, when we you know, got our colonies, which are also known as the Philippines, mm. on Guam and all that. Uh, but anyway, um, then we became an imperial power. We realized that we were basically a second-rate country, at best, with a third-rate military. Uh, to give you an idea, um, back in basically 1900 or – Beginning of the First World War, ah, that era. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the 20th century. 
Um, we had a standing army of 120,000 soldiers. Okay. Uh, and then 80,000, no, it's 80,000 soldiers, 120 uh, uh, state militia. Okay. National Guard. Yeah, reserve, et cetera. Um, so that basically made us uh, second to Paraguay, I guess. Ooh, uh, nice. Military yeah, there power. we go. So not so, not not, so powerful not, at that not point. So, not, not so good. But then, you know, the Spanish-American War and how in the world we won that boggles my mind. But then we realized that we had colonies that we have to deal with because, you know, empires were a thing. Yeah. And so, yada, 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 we needed to build up our army. And so that's why talk of forming what then became Camp Lewis started back around the turn of the century, which then eventually came in uh, January 7th, a vote of January 7th, 1917, when Pierce County voters, all 122,000 of them, uh, voted to basically float bonds for $2 million to buy land up in Pierce County, then gift it to the War Department. Interesting. And that's still, that's still the largest gift of government, um, uh, gift to the government. Now, when when they're doing something like that, is it's one of these things where they're petitioning for the people to be able to do this so we so they can get the property? Is there any other way for them to be able to get it otherwise? Like... It, it seems like 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 oh we're gonna buy up all this property and we're gonna give it to them mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to them just taking it. Uh, well, yeah, yes, okay. I'll, I'll, okay, what they did is the uh, the War Department determined that you know they had to really sort of beef up their military, not necessarily before World War One, but that was part of it. Yeah, um, and so they're starting to scout around the country about where is a great place to have. Military bases and that somewhere in the Pacific Northwest made sense, particularly because there's already what is Camp Murray yeah. between Olympia and Seattle, um, like all that stuff. So then they go, oh, you know, business owners in Tacoma figured out that well, you know, if we just bond ourselves, we'll buy the land, we'll give it to the federal government. That's a huge donation because otherwise they would declare it, make it eminent domain. They would have to yeah. buy it at yeah. market price. This way. The federal government gets free shit. So, okay. oddly enough, they accepted the offer of free shit, which is so it about, seems, it's, about it's, a half a billion dollars in today's money. And at that point, it even seems like almost essentially, um, we're floating you a favor. Uh, here you go. Build it over there right. as opposed to don't try to like encroach on the stuff that we already have set up. Just in case you were thinking about or that. Or don't think about that. Oh, or yeah, exactly. And at that point, suddenly, oh, and that makes sense too, because if we're trying to build up ourselves as a city or even an area, you want yeah. that military presence because now, it just brings. And remember, this there. is this is you know the same year that yeah, they okay. formed the port of Tacoma. So this was Tacoma's on the rise. Yeah, and they're yeah they're thinking so big on they that point. The, and the idea is that we will gift you this money. The only condition is that you have to have, um, you know, fifteen thousand soldiers there mm-hmm. to maintain an installation, which comes up later. Um, so anyway, then the war breaks out. Well, the funny thing is they, they, uh, start the vote is January 7th and they win like 86% of the vote. Okay. Um, it breaks down to about a hundred and some hundred fifty something dollars, um, per property owner, which okay. is about, you know, that's $1,500 yeah. in today's. So it was, it was a huge investment. <laughs> I have no idea how they did that. Um, like everyone's just okay with it. Yeah, and so, but but nine months later, they had five hundred buildings um, and barracks wow. and all that stuff for for all, you know all the soldiers, and so they started training the soldiers and all that good stuff. And uh, well, okay, they officially opened nine, like I said, nine months later, and I think it's like September, um, and they're gonna have this big parade that all the draftees coming up to the now we're in the first world war yeah um would would uh go to puyallup and they would have this big parade hmm. of natural you know patriotism and all that stuff to puyallup and then we then we go down yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. to the main gate and all that stuff. and the granted you know i5 isn't there yet oh, of but course that was, yeah that was still a you know a road kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah um and uh it was gonna be a big thing and all the press was gonna be there and be huge well this guy from portland didn't read his paperwork correctly he's supposed to show up at the you know the, at this regular draft board, he showed up Camp Lewis, and he was there at like six o'clock in the morning, going, 
uh, I guess I'm here. And so all the press were like, oh, this Arthur Goff guy is the first soldier. And I'm like, you motherfucker! <laughs> You're stealing our shit, man. That's so, hilarious. That is so funny. Some dude just is like, oh, I didn't read my yeah. stuff. Sorry, guys. I guess I'm He's first. He's the first one. Yeah, so. yeah no, he, he did and it on purpose. And then, you know, once a parade yeah, arrived... Purpose. They're like, well, you know, we're the first one. No, you're the second one. No one remembers the second runner in the Boston That's Marathon. Hilarious. That's a total. Uh, wh- who was the um, the box of chocolates guy? Um, oh, Forrest Gump. Yes, yeah, it's a Forrest Gump moment. One hundred percent, right? He's yeah. like, I'm the only one here. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's going on. This That's, seems uh, like a fun yeah, place great, to be. Yeah. So anyway, so the soldiers. Uh, let's see, the ninety first division. I could be wrong. Ninety um, first division, um, the the Wild West division. Mm-hmm. Um, Went to um, went to this uh, France and you know they were in the Argonne uh, offensive. You know all the you know mustard gas and oh, all that stuff. All that fun things yeah, and uh, all that, that that good stuff and um, dealt with the uh, you know the 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 Spanish flu epidemic of eighteen um, nineteen eighteen, which killed you know, at anywhere between three and five percent of the world population. So you're talking about. Anywhere between ten and thirty million people Jeez. in a matter of eighteen months, which which is one of the reasons Whoa. why um, you know World War One was coming to an end, whether we were going to be there or not, because the Spanish flu was just decimating both sides. I mean, you know, wow. the idea that they're bleeding white. No, they're just dying because they're dying of the flu. Wow, that's horrifying. How did it's horrifying? Like, like it's like really yeah, bad. So like, these anti fucking vaxxers who's like you know the flu not happening. No, it's happened like yeah, whatever. This An- whatever. Anti-vaxxers yeah. are they're on our list, bro. Yeah, we just had flat Earth on. We're like, not. We are not. Oh, doing... what do you mean not, dude? I'm so finding anti-vaxxers <gasps> oh, now. Jesus, why not? So, so yeah, you, you listen know, to what they got to say. People complain about like you know Mount Rainier waiting to to blow up, and it's like we are overdue for an epidemic of something. You know, yeah. whether it's Ebola or Exciting. the flu or you know. Berry, berry, or whatever, man. You're right. just a Depression. history guy. You're right. not a medical dude, <laughs> so don't tell us. No, I'm just kidding. Speaking yeah. of, oddly enough, it repeats. So, uh, what kind of effect did like World War One have on this area uh, with like the installations? Are we? What are? We're not defending against anything at that point, are we? We were. We are. Uh, well, we were a training base for you know about a year, and okay. then the war ended, and then we were a a a. Um, Separation base, where basically you go there just to do all your paperwork and out process. Oh, okay, and then okay, and so then at that point, how long uh, does uh, Camp Lewis before it turns into Fort Lewis? Like, is that even a ten years? Okay, ten years. Well, yeah. Well, uh, is it based on size or anything like that, or is it literally just size doesn't matter? Oh, I heard <laughs> okay. from some people it does. Uh, okay, like, so always. That, yes. Well, and see, that's uh, kind of okay. So the story behind that is that after the war ended and all the soldiers went away, you know, all these Pierce County businesses are like, you know, we gave you this thing, you you know, you're not maintaining fifteen thousand like you're supposed uh, soldiers. to. Soldiers, yeah, like you agreed to. You, you you now have a base of now. Five thousand soldiers, three thousand soldiers. You know, either you know, staff up your shit or give us our stuff back because you know we're still paying, you know, for that land that you're developing. Yeah, and the, you know the buildings were collapsing and all that stuff because they weren't built to last. Yeah, you know, much like built the that World quickly, War II, yeah. you know, barracks that are just <laughs> now being demolished <laughs> seventy-five years after they were built. And, but anyway, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so then. They went to the the War Department and said, you know, hey, you know, we gave you this land. We need, you know, you're not living up to your d- deal. Yeah. And so they're like, well, the the War Department uh, and the federal government, you know, uh, came up with money because they didn't want to give back the property. So they said, we will make it Fort Lewis in 1927 uh, and we'll staff it up to the minimum of 15,000 okay. soldiers. Okay. So at that point, at that point, is it? It was more than out processing, then, right? Yeah, it's all. You know, it was, you know, training. Um, of course, you know, it's uh, one of the the things over there that the Buffalo Soldiers mm-hmm. were, were out there. That's why you have the Buffalo Soldiers Museum in Tacoma. Oh, okay, um, nice. So that was linked uh, out there. But yeah, it was it was a, a processing center, and it was, um, you know, uh, training because you know it's the third largest base in the planet. Is it really? Um, well, as a complex. Okay, okay. And it, because, I mean, I remember I used to live out in Roy, and I remember just driving from the Roy Y to Roy itself mm-hmm. in that, like, eight-mile stretch. And it's just everything out there is 
quote unquote military land because they had the fencing all up on right. there, and I, I'm not going to try to go in all that. Yeah, I think it's I'm now really it's eighty eighty something thousand square acres, wow. and then uh, then there's Yakima Training Center, which falls under the JBLM. Oh, okay, which is 180 gazillion acres of so, sand. Yeah. Did, so yeah. So right now, everyone knows it as Joint Base Lewis McCord, right. but it is Fort Lewis and has been for quite a while. And uh, at that point, just well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, you're going backwards. Yeah, there. I yeah. think. Uh, well, I mean, it's Fort okay. Lewis. So and, camp. Okay, and then they make it so joint the military, base. Yeah, in the in you know military parlance. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. In military parlance. Uh, temporary installations are camps that they're not dedicated to be long term okay. things. Okay, you know it'd be like one step above a firebase, for example. All right, okay. all right, all right. Then once you become a fort, then you're you know then you're have permanency. You know your headquarters is something you're mm-hmm. vital to whatever. Yeah. Well, um, and then um, yeah, then McCord, which was um, started out as Tacoma Field, that was municipally bought. Uh, oh. Through the same sort of process that so they it was McCord Field. It was an actual air air base or air. I guess yeah, air base, right? Well, I mean, it was an Army Air Corps base. It was a f- Army. Like it was McCord Field, field okay, like okay, Gray okay. Field at at Fort Lewis. Okay, before uh, it was all part of that. All right, uh, and now it's and then it became uh, McCord Air Force Base mm-hmm. when it separated from. Um, Air Corps separated to come the Air Force in okay. uh, 1947 uh, with the uh, Morale incident, which we covered before, which yeah. everyone remembers that. So everyone, okay. and, if you, and if you don't remember, it's really easy. Right Go there. back to our episode about Morial Island and talk about that. So yeah, so the first, the, the first official casualties of the Air Force were at McCord. Wow. Because they were investigating a, a hoax that never happened. Or alien maybe or aliens and men in black, right? Um, so anyway, <laughs> so then then the interwar years, you know, there's always that every time a war operations peak and population peak up, and then it bases mm-hmm. fall in population. So then that sort of happened right after World War II. But trouble is, the really down processing of bases came in 1947-48, and then we're automatically kicked into the Korean War, which started in 1950, 50 to 52, um, which, as you know, because you're a big you know, I do Korean know, war, of uh, course. But, so uh, that's, where, that's where we sort of, um, Fort Lewis really started to shine because this was the big major base that people were coming in. This is their last base before they shipped off to Korea. That's what this I was going to say. Right. Center, which is why we have the... The International District, uh, which started out as Koreatown mm-hmm. after... Um, Interesting. Out, well, and I mean, and that's like, I mean, beyond, uh, I mean, I guess, like, California, this, this this is one of the major ways to get to uh, any of the Asian countries, correct? Like this area? Well, it's actually closer. It's okay. one of the California. major ways to because get of, from here because to if you, <laughs> okay. See, here's, Shut up, Scott. Here, here's the conspiracy. If you believe that the Earth is round, That's right. um, it's actually well, shorter well, from here than it is from California because California is closer to the... the the equator, which oh, is the big okay, fatty part okay, of I it. I see what you're saying, yeah. But that's only, I mean, if you listen to last week, uh, you may or may not believe that's true. That's the yeah. hot part around the out, yeah. the middle part of the That's the why they call record. it a library. They're just lying to you. Uh, <laughs> Did you listen already? <laughs> Man, I'm pretty good at this. I know you. Yeah. Uh, so, and, yeah, and then, uh, then it became the big jumping off point for the, the next war uh, because, really, the Korean War led to the uh, military buildup in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly thereafter, because we realized that you know we had started having um, after the Korean War, then we started having military bases in Korea and Japan a lot more than because we we're putting everything out. Then the yeah. domino effect came in that we had to fight in Vietnam because if domino if Vietnam fell, then it would be just another country, then another country. We had to stem the tide of that thing called communism. Yeah, so we were all in for you know how much now. Like I, I mentioned, even 10, briefly. Days. 
Well, we had the uh, we had like the gold rush that built up a little bit here. How influential? Well, we didn't have a gold rush. There was a we Yukon did not. There was rush. the Yukon Gold Rush, but we were one of the staging points um, for a lot of the supplies and stuff. It was really Seattle, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the people who got yeah the people who got rich were the ones selling the supplies as opposed yep. to the ones going up there. Um, but how influential was the military? in the population and the, the, the capitalistic side and the building of Tacoma itself and, like, the uprising of it. Like, because of the military, um, and the shop owners knew this, like, was it, like, exponential growth? Was it have, Since we built all of that, was there a lot of growth because of all of the military here? Um, or was it something else beyond that? Um, I guess yes and no. Uh, it wasn't necessarily the number of people coming in. Mean, certainly during, you know, the the first world war mm-hmm. um it was uh fairly good, you know cuz you had a lot of um you know soldiers coming in sp- spending a lot of money uh-huh. you had a lot of young folks with with money in their pockets brought cash but really what it did and why Pierce County businesses uh lobbied for it because much you'll notice in the, the economy today that we've got a large number of government paychecks mhm you know Compared to other uh, counties. Yes. And a lot of that is because, I mean, a lot of that is, you know, a, a good and a bad thing is that it's a an economic stabilizer. We don't have the big peaks, in, but we also don't have the big valleys mm-hmm. that happen in other counties that are more just pure capitalistic sort of counties. Mm-hmm. So that's what the the businesses were really looking for. Not necessarily, yes, it's adding population and adding, you know, government paychecks that you know that, you know, the checks would clear. But it's also it label you know it it kept the panics from being absolute devastating. Interesting, because like you know the, the city of Tacoma was about you know a couple of weeks away from going bankrupt in eighteen ninety eight or whatever when the really during the panic yeah which panic eighteen ninety eight didn't I just say that oh yeah the eighteen ninety eight panic sorry the eighteen ninety eight panic dude that's when everybody panicked you remember oh, yeah. it was eighteen ninety eight so that's why you don't that, that, that's why you don't hear about <laughs> so you know big global you hear about you know recessions and depressions but you don't hear the big panic because uh, everything was on you know credit and everything was on whatever then and this you know you had you had a, a good solid twenty percent of your economy was mm-hmm. government money from outside the area that you knew was going to come in no matter what. So that kind of so it was a bit of a stabilizer at that point. Stabilizer. When it comes to- nice. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, yeah. So let's see. Oh well, a cool thing about World War Two and uh, kind of flash back after the Korean War and Vietnam because that was just kind of not particularly interesting. Yeah, because that's going against almost modern era. And that's what we do. Back up. Okay, actually, um, before we get into the cool thing, yeah. we should stop and refill our beers because Scott's pointing his beer at me and it's empty. Okay. What? And uh, what? it's a good time for us to take a little bit of a break and okay. we'll come back and get some beers and we'll talk more about that. Okay, cool. One of our great sponsors is the Union Club in Tacoma. This is the co-working space down here that has all levels of membership from the cafe membership all the way up to a private office, events and happenings. And if you wanted to host an event at the Union Club, they have a great hall that is semi-private, 2,400 square feet, wet bar and small deck, and fits 200 people standing. Pricing for members are always cheaper, and to become a member, all you have to do is go to www.unionclubtacoma.com. Oh, what do we stop off on? You are getting ready to get into uh, World War II, weren't you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Hold on, just so you guys know, I, yeah. might, have to, I might have to pop out a little early. Why? Because... This- the wife is here, and she. I don't care. We're going to a thing, so. No, oh, yeah, you're no going to a thing, but you thing. can wait it out. We'll see. You got I'm just, a little I'm just bit putting longer. it out there. I'm if just saying. You would shut up about it. We could keep talking about this and then get on with our well, lives. But maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe All right. Not, yeah. So, so. Uh, so yeah. So, yeah. From when? From last we came. Oh, so yeah. World War Two was a thing. Um, it definitely was a thing. Apparently, <laughs> who knew? Um, one of the things that Fort Lewis did. Was it had uh, a German POW camp? Not a lot of people know that. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. And uh, it had some Italian. Well, the first uh, POWs uh, arrived in like forty two or uh, forty three. Sorry. Oh. And I was it, young then. Um, how would they? But, how would they bring? Like, from what front are these German POWs from? I was just about to get into the story. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I skipped okay. in there. So the first, the first POWs, uh, there was like <laughs> a couple of Japanese and a couple of Italians and a bunch of uh, 
couple of Germans, and then the Japanese and the Italians um, went to other camps in Montana. But then most of the soldiers, uh, the German soldiers, came from the Africa Corps. Uh, okay, um, okay. Uh, during, uh, you know, Rommel's Africa Corps. The Desert Fox. Oh, that's where I was thinking. The, the Desert Fox. The Desert time. Fox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that era. The Africa right So, um, and the idea was that they basically they needed to get them out of uh, England. A because if they escaped, they're, they're more apt to escape, and then they you know either fold back into uh, the military or become saboteurs or whatever. So if you ship them out to the United States out in the middle of freaking nowhere, uh, they're not going to escape because good call. how in the world are you going to get back to Germany? Um, and of course this area was kind of the, you know, the food basket of the rest of the world because everyone else was, you know, fighting in the wars. Yep. So they needed a bunch of soldiers. So anyway, so they used the uh, German POWs, uh, in the farms of, you know, Puyallup and Fife and all that stuff. Um, wow. And, uh, they were a little liberal with the rules because a, you know, it's the Northwest and that's how we do it. That's how we bang. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that the, the likelihood of them escaping, Getting actually back to Germany were highly unlikely, especially because they knew that Germany was going to lose. It's like, well, if the best case scenario, I escape and I'm folded back into the military and I'm on the Russian front, nah, I'll hang out in the Northwest and drink an IPA. Good call. Um, yeah, right. And the, there were a couple of soldiers that did escape. Um, uh, and one guy, just because it's a large German, you know, Scandinavian population, and uh, a lot of people who spoke German, started and, Leavenworth. Yeah. I'm starting that, that, that rumor right the, now. That is That's why hilarious. That would be great. That's why it's Leavenworth, because a lot of soldiers came back and said, oh, we should do this you know, Wild West town. It's like, no, no, let's do something interesting. It looks like, like Bavaria. There you go. Mark. Perfect, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, what happened was is that a German uh, soldier uh, uh, escaped for two weeks and got in a fight with his girlfriend. Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and uh, then they got in a fight, and so he basically just walked back because he's like, oh, I'm, "I'm good. Uh, I'm tired of. You know, I'm, li- I'm tired of living out in all of this. I'd rather just live right. Well, you know, you're, there. you're living in the same barracks that U.S. soldiers were doing. You know, the United States and the Pacific Northwest lived up to the Geneva Conventions to the letter. Really, they lived in wow. the same barracks that U.S. soldiers did. You know, there are very few photographs because that was, you know. Breaking the Geneva Convention. Yeah. Um, they were paid 80 cents a day. Um, wow. So they were still actually paid. Oh, yeah. Sure. Wow. Geneva Conventions required it. You know, um, you know the, the officers, German officers were, were saluted because of the rank, not because of what they were in. Um, and, you know, the kind of the second part is that, you know, when the trucks were leaving places like Fife and Puyallup, they would find their way into um, bars in Tacoma. They would get a couple of drinks and... You know, you've got German POWs getting drinks in downtown Tacoma where the African-American officers at Fort Lewis were not allowed in Jeez. because of the race laws. Wow. So that's, you know, that kind of, that was the fun backwardsness of the turn of the century or in a, the middle of the century, I guess, at that point. Yeah. Great. I yeah. love that. Um, so, yeah, that was the thing. Um, and there was a case where a soldier, where there was a wedding at the POW camp. There was actually five, depending on what security level you were. You were like rank of file, you know, the the hardcore Nazi folks that would, you know, do the the Hail Hitlers and all that stuff every time people walked in. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, hardcore folks. And so they're, anyway, but one, one soldier married um, his uh, girlfriend's glove. Don't get nervous. And then she married his helmet. That they mailed back and forth uh, and on the same day. Okay, okay, so a, okay. A wedding. a wedding on those. Um, Interesting. Still very, I mean, it's like whenever you hear something about a POW camp or uh, an internment camp or something like that, you think the worst thing. And it's interesting when it comes down to that point where it's, uh, oh, yeah, you're following all these Geneva Convention things, and I don't even really... Uh, it just it, it seems so weird that we would have it. Yeah, Switzerland is it's, a thing. But it seems so weird that we would have all that stuff here, you know? Like it just it seems so off for me, but I why, guess why I don't know. There's a like, lot of, it, it there's a lot like of I wouldn't believe here. that it would be around here. It's just it seems and every time you say uh, everything the way that you're explaining it, oh yeah, because it's so far away and all these things like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Just sounds like a slippery yeah. slope to me. You let people start marrying gloves and who knows what's next. <laughs> 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 it just goes down yeah, from there. <laughs> 
sorry. So you're talking about I mean, the. You've uh, had conjugal visits with socks before, so let's. I mean, do we, hey, we, hey, hey, that's not your personal. <laughs> <laughs> it was laminated. You were safe. You uh, laminated afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Stars and stripes. Stars and stripes. Yeah. You mentioned that too. So right. what's going on with that? So, um, uh, so there were several. Every, every military during military, you know, you know, with military actions or wars or conflicts, or whatever. I always had a newspaper. So there's been mm-hmm. several newspapers called the Stars and Stripes dating back until the First World War. I yeah. mean, the uh, uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then what generally happens is it's a soldier's newspaper that, um, you know, dissolves essentially after um, the war ends. Okay, yeah. Well, um, there was a major... Uh, Elwin? I don't remember. Um... I'll, I'll check oh, the no. name just in no. case. Oh, no. He's pulling out his notes. <laughs> oh, shit. No, I just don't this is the first the time. That... What are we, an hour Llewellyn. in? He's like, yeah. first time he pulls out notes? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Major Llewellyn, <laughs> uh, who um, was um, the son of an advertising, uh, you know, marketing agency owner. Uh, it actually, in Universe Place, but they say Tacoma because Universe Place wasn't a thing back then. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he um, uh, was in the... National Guard at Camp Murray. Okay, yeah. And, uh, of course, he was hobnobbing with uh, Dwight Eisenhower when he was a colonel uh, at Joint Base. Now Joint Base Lewis Corps. At that point, it was Fort Lewis. It was his first command. It was 1940. Uh, that's when he decided that he was going to uh, uh, stay in the military because he didn't know if he was good at it. And then he became, you know, uh, that Operation Overlord um you know, D-Day guy. He's yeah, like a yeah, yeah. He's like a known guy. Absolutely. Anyway, so uh, he knew uh, Llewellyn back from his Tacoma Fort Lewis days. So when he went to London, he said, "I'm going to pick a guy. I need we need to have a newspaper." So he picked this guy that he knew that was already you know familiar with the printing and the advertising business. So then the first issue came out in uh, I think nineteen uh, spring of nineteen forty two, maybe forty three. I remember. And then, the first Casual Encounters yeah, uh, article at, came up. Well, the thing is that... Um, I can't believe it happened to me. Misconnections. He, he immediately... God he, damn it. I was trying to think of the old Hustler <laughs> magazines. They were all letters. Well, forum, yeah, dude. Forum. Jeez. Come on. Took forever. Uh, Man. So anyway, so, so instead old. of just a, a, you know, uh, a, you know, a soldier's propaganda from the War Department and that sort of stuff, it was actually, you know, it had all baseball scores. Because the soldiers wanted to know the stuff they actually you know, wanted to know and read about, read. yeah, instead of those feel good, like um, and, said, propaganda you know, you know, things, where the troops were and all that yeah. stuff. And he really took it seriously. So um, he was on the twelfth wave at D Day and actually set up a printing press. So he, they had an edition, the wow. Liberation edition uh, of the Stars and Stripes, the the following day. So he set wow. up all this stuff and printed out a four page newspaper in about five hours. Jeez! Um, and so at its height, it had. 16 daily, uh, 16 different versions, uh, depending on what theater you're in, and a daily circulation of 2,000 or 2 million soldiers uh, or uh, issues, and it still exists to this day. And there is a Stars and Stripes Museum. Um, so you can go to online and all that stuff and check nice. it out. Nice. There's, um, I always found Thanks it. Thanks for in- Yep. I always found it uh, interesting because where we. Have we obviously have we we've got Fort Lewis and uh, McCord Air Force Base Joint Base Lewis McCord, but then there's the, all the other military installations we have here as well. Is it just because of how good of a staging area the Pacific Northwest is for that? Then, like with like the naval base, uh, you generally need um, oceans, you know, to have a naval base. So that kind of limits <laughs> where you're going to have naval bases. Uh, of course, there is there are naval bases in North Dakota, but that's a long dude, story. In time. That's a great answer. It's hundred percent. I'm with you. Like, totally need the ocean for a naval base. I Not mean, really. I mean, because there's could. actually there is some in Nevada. Yeah, is it yeah. really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What the the top, air bases. The, the they top naval gun air bases. bases in Nevada. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. The, the dumb Navy flies Navy airplanes yeah, right? for some reason. Yeah, they're, not <laughs> near Mar- they're not in Florida anymore. You just wrote a book. Well, you've written many. I've books. written three books. You've written three, three books, three but you whatever you have. How many times you've been on here? You never talked about your books. You never asked. Oh, just kidding. You have. I just. I was just. 
So what's the what's the newest book? McNeil Island. So um, if you went down to the Washington State History Museum, you uh, learned all about McNeil Island. Yeah. Um, that, the book was supposed to have come out about six months ago, but there was a thing. A thing that we had to deal with. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it's out. Uh, McNeil Island is a what like a prison or something? I'm stabbing the neck. Uh, <laughs> you see, and then you'll go. Wait, no, that's yeah. a different. Uh, so yeah, uh, the snapshot is that is the only uh, uh, prison. Well, it's closed now, but the only prison that had was a territorial, federal, and state prison. Uh, it was by the time it closed, it was the only prison only accessible by water. Yeah, um, because of course Alcatraz was closed, um, and Rikers Island has a bridge. Um, the first inmates from Al- or two Alcatraz came from uh, McNeil Island. So they were like, "You're going to get off this island." Go oh, to, to another, another island. island. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they, um, they quite literally put them on a barge, and it took like six days to go down that. That wow, would, wow. Would suck. just followed the coastline. Yeah, but it's closed now, right? So it's just like what, like an amusement park now, or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the 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 island. Come see the sights. The island has like sixteen different uh, leaseholders. You know, they've got. Uh, Department of Natural Resources. Um, you got Department of Ecology. You got DSHS, which uh, maintains the Special Commitment Center, which uh, is people who have committed sexual sex crimes who are deemed likely to reoffend. Therefore, the state yeah. uh, civilly commits them to sex offender training. Yeah, so it's still it's still kind of a prison. Then, that's what yeah, you're sex crime camp. They are mental health consumers. They are not consumers. Oh my god! They are not. They, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, dude. It is very yeah, clear. It's they weird. Are, yeah, they are man. not inmates. They just happen to wear inmate uniforms behind Constantina <laughs> wire. With they're just guards. held there because nobody wants them out. Essentially, right. okay. yeah. Right. Just, they, but they're, they're not prisoners. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and the, technically the, not. Yeah, and the yeah. thing is that they. They can keep their, you know, it's not like they. I'm okay with it. They, don't you don't have to convince agree. me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not yeah, arguing. Yeah, yeah. I just want everybody to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a sentence. Their sentence is to the not um, not be to, crazy. To, to, to yeah, be, to not uh, be on that sex not, offender treatment. Yeah, and the uh, thing have is that treatment that behind bars. You have to. Um, they have to be in the sex offender treatment program <laughs> until a panel of psychologists said that they're not likely to reoffend. But they're employed by the state, which then puts the state on the hook for when they do reoffend. And so everyone who has left, there's like eight of them, I guess. Um, Ever in the history of the whole place. They all have reoffended within six months. So yeah. it's constantly going up. It's like there's no benefit for us yeah. to release them. None. Because if we release them and they reoffend, then we owe these people yeah. millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Because we release them. So they just don't. I'm going to dive in and say to. let's not. Yeah, that's you know, my vote. I mean, they, they, your hot take right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. But they still have their they still have their constitutional rights. They don't. They, right. You could be sentenced to sex offender retraining treatment, whatever. But so I've heard. But you you don't have to participate. So there are people who just they don't participate. Yeah, they, they just, just are they're there. basically going to be there until they die. Yeah, or until the law changes and it's already been held constitutional. So when it was yeah, when it was a, a, a prison of various types, uh, were there people that were able to escape? Like, did, did anyone ever escape Alcatraz? Like, uh, I think it's been fairly that that you know. I'm um, always interested that they, in that sort that of that stuff. The brothers, that the brothers escape, yeah, the big floating with with uh, escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they enough documentaries have proven that it documentaries. Is Come on, man. Those are just yeah, movies. Those right. are regular, oh, just regular movies. <laughs> right. um, well, I mean, The and, Rock. We've all seen it. Right. It's not real. Welcome to <laughs> The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Um, I like that movie. Yeah, it's a good one. People, That's why people, I can't call it up. Right. Yeah. People, uh, especially in the, in the federal system, they they, um, they they escaped. Robert Gardner uh, escaped. He was he escaped there all the time. It was so funny all the time. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> it's like he, he shows up, stays a little while, you know, gets a shower, gets a shave, gets, my, a, gets my, a meal, best, heads back out. My my best uh, um, uh, Robert uh, Gardner uh, escape story was he he was caught because they always do, and then he was on a train and he goes, oh, you know, talking to the guards, you know, he's hand shackled and all that stuff, and uh, he's just kind of chatting and all that stuff, and he's saying, I'll, I'll tell you exactly how to do it. Oh no, you know, he just kept him going, kept him going, kept him going. Talking, he's like, "Oh, wait, can I go to the bathroom?" And like, oh, yeah, sure, we gotta go to the bathroom. It's like, "Um, can you hold it?" You know, just expecting, you know, that they. Yeah. Were, it's like, "Uh, no, we'll just uncuff you." So and at they, that point, uh, that he's built a rapport in the fifteen right, right. minutes or they, so. Oh, he's a fine guy. We can just unlock yeah. his. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, unlocked the thing and then just jumped out the window and like, 
well, he's going to come back and tell us the story. <laughs> we had this rapport. Sir, he lied to you, and now you're on the hook. You're Good on luck the- with it, you dumbass. But from, from McNeil Island, I mean, you can quite literally, you know, you can walk from McNeil Island and to the other side and really, you know, at low tide, you would not get your hair wet. Yeah. There's some times during the day. and Wow. Um, stuff. But the thing really keeping them um, is... The fence and the guards? No. No. Uh, no. Is that if if you try to escape, you're going to, you know... Tacoma? Leavenworth. Oh. You know, you're where going to Alcatraz. You, yeah, where are you going at that um, point? Yeah. So they're like, no, I, I, you know, it's a... As prisons go, it's fairly lax. They only have one round of Constantine wire. Um, you know the guards. <laughs> well, I imagine it's not like a prison. It's more like a uh, like a healthcare facility, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah, it is very much. I mean, you realize, you know, you're still in prison, but you would much rather be at McNeil Island than Leavenworth, Kansas, yeah. or Walla Walla, and where you can go months without seeing the sky. Mm. Um, this one, you're you're out in the ocean. You can see stilicum. You know, you get really good food. You're operating a farm because you know raise food and all that stuff. That was the most interesting thing that you brought up. Even with like the POD or POD. POD. Uh, that's a band. Uh, POW. Is it? Yeah. Is POD. It really? Yeah. 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 No, I've like never a, heard of them. Are they new, good? It's a new metal band. There. Uh, I need to look them up. They're new. No. 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 I said they're new metal and new metal. Uh, you know you. Is asshole. that kind of like new country? No. Nah, yeah. Like Faith Hill. Oh Jesus! No, we're not going down this <laughs> rabbit hole, you oh, people. Shit. Uh, now I totally forgot I was talking about. But no, the, the, farming. The whole farming industry. Yes. Like the fact that they were doing that. It, oh, seed people. That's where food <laughs> comes from. It's one it of those from it, farms. But it's one of those interesting things that I don't necessarily think about. It's like, of course, they're going to be conscripting these guys to be doing this stuff because you need this stuff in this area. Mm-hmm. Like you need people to be growing food in the area. So why not? You okay over there, Scott? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm having you know, a good time, man. Before, yeah. And in McNeil Island, and the, the the more you grew on the farm on the island, you didn't have to ship it over. And it yeah. also gave people, you know, you gave them a job to do. They learned a skill so they didn't return back. And it kept them busy versus sitting in a, a locked cell all day. That's a good You're point. Start creating problems and getting aggression and all that stuff. If you working on a farm, I mean, not a lot of farmers fight because they're so laid back because they're always freaking tired. Because they're yeah, they're tired from farming all day. Yeah, so we you're have saying to be up at four o'clock in the morning. So are you saying we should put our prisoners to work? Is that what you're saying, Steve? Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Well, the, <laughs> just the making state, sure the state does have a you know they do tell us about that program. one. Do they? Yeah. What do they build? I thought they just did uh, license plates, furniture. No, they don't. Do <laughs> uh, they, they no, they make uh, basically yeah, uh, wood press you know press board furniture for government buildings. Oh. Like Ikea, they put those together. I knew, I knew that. Oh, you, you knew that? <laughs> I did know I that. actually had no idea. So you were leading him onto, uh, I'm like, I yeah. don't know. That's kind of cool. Um, during, you know, I mean, the Fort, I mean, McNeil uh, uh, Island, which had um, conscientious objectors yes. there. Yeah. Um, they were building uh, the uh, cargo nets, you know, for, you know, when you're going from a big boat into a Higgins boat, you know, you had to climb down those nets. That's yeah. They would, they would make those nets. Oh. And, and boats. I don't think prisoners should be um, involved in making anything that's life-saving. I think there needs to be. Just because if I was a prisoner and someone was like, make this ladder, I'd be like, fuck you. So you know what I'm going to I'm going to saw halfway through this thing. Don't let Scott <laughs> build anything. Yeah, that's why I'd be a good grudges. prisoner. Yeah. You're, you'd be a terrible prisoner. <laughs> I'd be a great prisoner. What are you talking about? Yeah, you'd be, I had an idea. You for would it. be passed around the cell block for a box of chiclets. You too shut sweet. your mouth. You're too pretty. <laughs> that's whole, all I'm the, saying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it would be the whole box. I mean, you, you'd go for oh, top dollar. Nice. Right on. I'm okay with that. Chiclets anyway. We're going to get Scott a teacher to says straight out of McNeil. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Jeff. You're, you're just, I, I don't know. So I wonder how much of this information you could find in the book as opposed to actual real right. historical information. <laughs> and people can find that on Amazon, I would assume. Uh, yep. And Amazon, the Barnes and Nobles. That's nice. hilarious. Uh, I forgot we were even talking a, about this book. Talk, Jesus, one of us is drunk. At, uh, for, I mean, at uh, uh, Stilicum Historical Museum Association. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, you got your uh, your fingers I'll have in all the historical talks at Steve's Drunk History. Yeah. yeah. So you do this uh, fairly often. Most of the time, it's at the, the Broken, Broken Spoke. Broken yep. Spoke. And people can find it if just on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Steve's Drunk History. Um, you're also a part of the, the, the Knights of Pythias, the yep. Pythian Temple. Uh, yep. Anything new going down there on the, se- the most secret neon-signed uh, <laughs> club in Tacoma, downtown Tacoma? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're working on a couple of masquerade balls uh, coming up. Fun. Um, 
Still have it open house on Mondays? Monday nights. Um, and let's what see. Time? Doing, some constru- doing some painting this uh, summer. Exciting. So to bring out, the, to make the uh, architectural features in the front on the Broadway side pop. We're going nice. to start with the Court Seaside first just to get to make sure it uh, all works out. But, oh, yeah. so you're, you're painting the outside of it? Like bright pink? Did the oh, yeah, hot pink oh, and green. No, green. yeah, yeah. Those are the new colors now. The, hot the pink and green. Hot yeah. pink and green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you want it to pop. You want that oh, secret yeah. secret society just to get, get the Third millennials are totally into hot pink and green. Oh, they, <laughs> totally, yeah. So uh, people can find out all information about that just by following you on all the Drunk History Tours uh, as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm doing a, a history happy hour at the Swiss oh, cool. on July 18th. I love the Swiss. Perfect, yeah. yeah that's nice. Gonna, that's going to be one of the... Uh, Tacoma's role in music history. Cool. Oh, Eight, cool. Uh, 1918 to the present. Uh, by the way, with congr- a hit. Uh, Kaiser's say- got the blues. Ooh, I, w- I have tracks for it, and I've got a special surprise. Um, I believe I have tracked down. You know, you Uh-oh. heard the lore of uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix and the Whalers. Did I ever tell you that story? No. Okay. So okay. Jimi- <laughs> okay. So Jimi Hendrix uh, was a big fan of the Whalers. Okay. okay. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things he was actually caught, he had to join the military because he was caught stealing a car um, on his way down to Tacoma to watch a whaler show. Funny. Anyway, he actually That's happened tri- to other people I know, too. Ba- just <laughs> apparently, I uh, tried out for the whalers, but the whalers thought that he was uh, too flashy for, you know, uh, the thing. But they, His dumb thing, left-handed the, guitar player. Yeah, but he was, he was such a big, uh, uh, a big whalers fan that he would often use um, Louie Louie as his warm-up. Oh, nice. Which has been kind of an apocryphal sort of a thing that no one has a recording of this. (gasps) Shut up. Steve Dunkelberg has got one. one. I've got one. So you're going to be able to hear that in July at the Swiss. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It is a matter of there there is some, um, you know, I've got to figure out how to do it without getting too much because then it comes into uh, copyright issues. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, some, um, it's well, Jimi Hendrix playing Fair Louis use, Louis. right? Yeah, so it starts out with like a three-minute guitar can, solo. I think you can definitely play seven seconds at a time. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> you just have to for, split it It's up. for educational purposes, damn it. Well, we're Let critiquing it. it. We'll listen to seven seconds, critique, and then move on. <laughs> uh, people should be listening to that uh, in person when they go to uh, Steve Dunkelberger's uh, talk yeah. at yeah. the Swiss. That's, that's a good find. That's we, awesome. we just did a thing with the... Um, uh, the Ventures, right? Yeah, yeah, because Isaac the Olsen. Movie, yeah. yeah, yeah, they got the Kickstarter funded, so congratulations. I'm going to get my T-shirt. I feel very happy about that. Yeah, good on them, right? Yeah. I like that cat. Yeah. Which he, one? Isaac? Isaac. Yeah, he's all right. He's a good guy, uh, making some fantastic uh, documentaries. I know that the the Dick Rossetti one has just shown down in SoCal, and I want people to see that, so hopefully it gets released soon. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a really good <laughs> we one. We watched that at your house, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we watched Dude. it at my place because he was fortunate enough to let us oh, do that. Yes, that was the one with the speakers in the upstairs window. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this is like a DJ from Seattle back in the day, right? But when he was a kid, he used to um, like go upstairs in his house and put like basically a PA system out his window and just like play music and talk to his neighbors. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was, it was so great. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and, like, yeah, right? <laughs> Didn't everybody do that? Right. <laughs> Is that, is that nothing? <laughs> so congrats to them on that. Um, people can find out more information about what Steve does at Steve's Drunk History. Uh, we have all the links on this page. Also, come check us out at the Boot to Boot. Come say hi. Come see us. Come ride on scooters safely. We are not responsible for you wiping out. So don't, or at least buy a helmet. Scott, are you buying a helmet? I um, have planned on buying a helmet. So... I plan on one as well. Yes. Let's see what happens, but I, uh, I, I do w- plan on buying one. I, I, I want one bike helmet if you want to borrow I want helmet. the Mohawk helmet, so I'm looking. Of course you do. Get, of course I do. Well, I don't have any hair, bro, so <laughs> I, I got to work it wish out. You, wish you had hair, so you're going to get one on you. Shut your mouth. Yeah. It's not hair envy. <laughs> no, it's not hair envy. Yeah. Um, and seriously. a cape. I'm wearing a cape too, bitch. <laughs> That's right. You're going to wear a cape. That's going to end up terribly. Um, You guys, if you have just started listening to us because of some of our most recent podcasts like uh, Bigfoot Field uh, Researchers Organization or Mark Sargent with the Flat Earthers, uh, go and check out some of the earlier podcasts with Steve on it. We do a lot of history, a lot of fun, (laughs) weird history. The Men in Black started in this area. The Jake Bird one does very well for us. Jake Bird is fantastic. He's a serial killer. Nobody knows. He's great. He's great. He's great. <laughs> so, Steve, yeah. thank you so much for being on yeah, with us. Um, yeah, they also have historical articles on SouthsoundTalk.com. Oh, oh yeah. yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and if anyone wants to drop a, I'm always looking for uh, story ideas. Um, 
uh, story ideas and you know Steve Drunk history ideas. Exactly. I've got a, Follow I've, you. Yeah, I've got a uh, just just send me a, a link or a, um, a message or whatever. We're naked um, pictures. He likes naked pictures. Twelve, <laughs> twelve or fifteen different topics, but. You know, uh, you I don't, hone I don't them know and see what, what people he, want. I don't know what you guys don't know. So, uh, well, if you're talking about uh, us, yeah. we don't know much at much, all. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could talk about most anything. of this. I didn't know what you were even saying, but I <laughs> just listened to it because it was cool. <laughs> you saw it you hold it down. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, 18 yeah. What? Okay, yeah. cool. People died. Right on. Ooh, Keep yeah, going. It was a thing. <laughs> um, Steve, again, thank, thank you so much for yeah, being no with us, and everyone, thank you for listening. If you want to help us out and support us, Patreon.com/slash Grit City Podcast, which you can find on all of our links, and also if you go to GritCityPodcast.com, listen to our older episodes. If you want to get information about the boot to boot, what's the email? Email address b2b at gritseedpodcast.com. Yep, we'll give you some information. It's, uh, I mean, we put the posters out there. By the way, Jeff, your poster is fucking oh, fantastic. The t shirts, dude, yes. how, how nice were those? They were so amazing. So we got the Shroom Brothers because Bob's awesome. Bob and Carrie are freaking awesome. But you, Jeff, put together this artwork for the poster. We put it on t shirts. So if you want to go to that, we've got pricing on the t shirt. So if you want to go and buy a t shirt, we'll have one ready for you. You need to. Yes. And uh, maybe later on, uh, maybe we'll take orders at the boot to boot, maybe. For well, you know what? We'll probably shirts. have some extras there. So yeah, people we'll see what's going on. And we'll do some giveaways and such as well. Well, we'll probably for have extras. A couple, yeah. If we have some extras. Buy them early, though, so we can buy extras. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all of our information, again, great. CityPodcast.com gets all of that. If you like us, give us a five star on whatever. I think iTunes is the only one that does that. Or Apple Podcast. I'm so out of date with that stuff. And uh, yeah, beyond that, thanks for listening, you guys. You've been listening to the Grid City Podcast. Check them out at GridCityPodcast.com. Yeah.